Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carleen Higgins. Hey everyone, it's Wednesday and you know what that means. Brand new episode of Breaking Beauty Podcast. Here we are. Hey, Carly. Hi, Jill. So I finally today achieved a dream and that is having a Bravo Liberty on our show. <laughs> Jill, I'm so happy for you because I know that you are a reality TV fan. You watch all the Real Housewives and all the things. So I'm excited for you and us today and our listeners. I know, pinch me a pinch me moment. I mean, honestly, my dream guest, I just have to say it and put it out there. Andy Cohen, I wonder what you smell like. Please come on our show. We can come in the Watch What Happens Live studio and interview (laughs) you. And I just think there'd be so much good tea because he takes care of himself. You know, I feel like inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. Open invitation. So let's talk about today's guest. We have Anisha Ramakrishna. She is the star of Bravo's Family Karma. She's also a fashion designer, a skincare aficionado, and host of Currently Cringing Podcast on the Dear Media Network. That's right. So we have an official pod swap happening. We appeared on the Currently Cringing Podcast last week, and we talked a lot about budget skincare. So definitely check that out. And we wanted to get Anisha on the mic because like you mentioned, Carlene, she is a huge skincare aficionado and um, she's tried tons of different lasers and she even at one time went to see the late, great Dr. Brandt. Mm. So she's not only so much fun to hear from, but she also just has a ton of skincare knowledge. Yeah, she's hilarious, Anisha. So I tuned into a couple of clips of Family Karma and I was introduced to some of her catchphrases like twat waffle. That was a good one. I know she likes to talk (laughs) about her big dick energy as well. And one guy, she called him the dollar store Drake. I was like, ooh, that's shady, but it is good. (laughs) It's funny. And I guess we should back up for a minute because maybe not everybody has seen her show uh, Family Karma, but it did debut on Bravo in 2020. And I think it was just a joy during the pandemic to watch for so many people because it's all about this Indian American community in Miami. And, you know, for Anisha, her storyline, or it's her real life. It's not Mm -hmm. a storyline. Her real life was that she had just moved back into her parents' house. 
with them on Miami being in her mid thirties, a long-term relationship had just ended after 12 years. And she was sort of like resetting her life, which was really great to watch. And I mean, she just doesn't mince any words in her confessionals. She's hilarious. Like you mentioned, and she's a bit like a voice of the people kind of narrating the action that's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's really endearing to watch because it's one of the only shows on Bravo that has this intergenerational storyline. So her grandparents are on it, her extended family and this whole community that come together. And, you know, it's really a joy to watch. And in the second season, her storyline is really uh, one of the big things that happens in her life is she decides to go through the egg freezing process mm-hmm. on her own. So she lets viewers in on that process. Yeah. So we go deep on that topic in today's episode. If you ever had any questions or had any thoughts or are considering it, even we get down to the cost, we're going to be covering that today. So in today's episode, it's such a fun one. Even if you guys aren't familiar with Anisha, I think you're going to love this chat. We talk about reality TV realness. Like, is it scripted or not? Like, we go there, we ask her. We also ask her about plastic surgery, if she's into it, if she's not, and the little tweakments that she's doing to keep herself looking forever young. And of course, we have to tap into her auntie beauty secrets. So these are traditional ways and traditional recipes that her mom relies on to keep looking good. So we had to get the scoop on that. And of course, every single thing that we talk about today, we're listing it over on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. So you won't have to miss a thing. And without further ado, welcome Anisha. Hi, it's your friend, Alexandra Potora. I don't know if you're ready for this, but if you are, take a listen to Backbone, Not Wishbone, a podcast about business, career, money, and of course, wellness, because what good is success if we're a bunch of fucking wrecks, right? I'm sharing the most granular and specific tips and tactics for success in business and achieving wellness. So come to Backbone, Not Wishbone, let's connect and let's succeed together. Welcome to the show, Anisha. We were creeping your Instagram on the weekend and there was some kind of an event and you were like handing over your Instagram. Tell us what was going down. Yes. So it was an event for a magazine called Brown Girl Magazine. And it's, you know, geared towards South Asian creators and small business owners. And I was there for a meet and greet. And so I came to support all the small businesses and I gave them all a shout out on my Instagram because I myself own my own small business, you know, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I just went to go support. That's awesome. And so tell us about your business. What's going on? I have a few in 2021, but I own my own size inclusive, sustainable clothing line called Shop Currently. Mm -hmm. You can find them at shopcurrently.com. And I make... Shout out. Yeah, shout out. Plug. uh, Dresses made out of recycled fabric. So all my dresses are made out of old plastic bottles. Oh, wow. Wow. Great. And so what's it been like, like doing a fashion line during a global pandemic? (laughs) It's been very difficult. And that's why Mm -hmm. I joined forces with these small businesses, because a lot of us were, you know, just head above water last year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. everyone's staying yeah. at home. People are just wearing their leggings and their t-shirts. And so as a creative, you know, it was difficult, I will say. But, you know, the comebacks, you know, always stronger. And so here we are. You know, this was a big moment this whole weekend because 
a lot of these businesses almost went bankrupt. Yeah, wow. I know. It's amazing that there's like a bit of like just action happening in the fashion industry. And I mean, this morning was the Chanel show and oh my God, it gave yes. me so much life. It's like fashion is fun again. I don't know if you guys saw any of the images from it. I did. But they stripped it all down. It's just a runway. All the girls are winking at the end. They're all doing the hair flip. It's just yes. like a total 90s moment. So let's talk about your show. You're officially a Bravo Leb or Bravo yes. Liberty. I don't know how you want to say it. Your show Family Karma premiered last year. And it's got so much fashion and like lifestyle and, you know, going out at night and like all the eye candy. Tell us what you think is the secret sauce. Like what makes it so fun for people to watch? I think what's different about our show is it's three generations. You've got the kids, even though we're all in our mid thirties and you've got the parents and then you've got our grandparents and you don't have that on any other Bravo show. It's everybody. So our cast is like 72 people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of stories wow. and everyone's journey is so different, you know? And so I love that about our show. We're, we all want different things in life. And I think that's yeah. why it works yeah. with us as a cast as well. I mean, yeah. I feel like your confessionals in the show, Anisha, are just so freaking funny. Like you're the voice of the people and you're just narrating this whole show, basically. Was there any moments behind the scene or when you actually watched it back where you're like, I can't believe I said that or I wish I said this, like <laughs> any of these things that you're like, wow, they actually aired that. No, I call them and I'm like, please put everything in. Don't take anything out. I am that person. Everything, you know, is from the heart, literally. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't yeah. care. Now, ask my mom that question. And she, you know, season one, she literally was like, I'm hearing that you say the D word a lot. And that's dick for my mom. She won't say it. And she's like, did you say it every week? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I say the word dick every week. And watch the ratings oh climb, God. mom. Watch them climb. Yeah. So how real is it, though? Like, is this like the back in the day, the original reality shows where, you know, you would always see behind the scenes and they're like, it looks like they're driving a car, but they're like, like wheels. And, it, you know, it's uh, there's like a fan blowing in their hair. Like, tell us that. So I will say with our show, it's very authentic. Nothing is scripted only because... I think we have a family show. And so no one on our cast feels compelled to really be dramatic. You know, that's not really what mm -hmm. they want from us. They want to showcase our culture and our dynamic with our families. So I don't right. think there's a need to go there. Now, if you put me on a show like Housewives, like I might bring it in quotation marks, right? <laughs> like you feel yeah, like yeah. you need to be over the top. But I think with our show, we don't feel inclined to go in that direction because we don't have to. And I think that's why yeah. so many people love it from all sorts of backgrounds and all ages. Every so many I have mm -hmm. my demo is, you know, as young as 13. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I just can't believe as a Bravo, huge Bravo fan myself, like how much breaking of the fourth wall is going on in family karma. Like your grandfather's literally calling the producer over like in the middle of a scene. It's so cute. Yeah. And he's yelling at her like, <laughs> why don't you have a kid? Oh, my God. 
no, that's why you can't you can't oh, make it sad. up. Like these people, like he's 89. You can't yeah. tell him not to talk to the producer. He's going to yeah, do whatever. Yeah. You can't and you can't give him a script. No, no. no. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know a bit of your backstory, we're going to do a little brief synopsis right here, right now. So season one, you kind of move back home to your parents' house in Miami in your mid 30s after a breakup, long term relationship. This is like a life reset. And then season two that just aired this past summer, a big part of your story was about freezing your eggs. So tell us about your decision to do that, like in real life, and what it was like sharing that story publicly. Yeah. So again, my parents did not want me sharing that because, you know, we're very private as a culture and as a family. I actually have siblings and no one knows. It's really funny (laughs) because I come from a very private family. But I said, you know what, I really want to share this because no one talks about it. And you have a lot of people on different shows that share that story. But they notice most of them are with someone or they're married. Mm -hmm. There's no one just doing this on their own by themselves. And so I wanted people to know that, hey, I just turned 36. I having a panic attack and... I never knew whether or not I wanted children. I like to call it flex on kids. To this day, <laughs> I don't know. And yeah. I don't have a partner. I, you know, know everyone has their life journey. I personally do not want to be a mom, you know, that gives birth. You know, people can go get a sperm donor. Like personally, as of now, I don't want to do that. So yeah. let me just yeah. freeze my eggs because right now I don't have anyone, you know, in my life that I would want to have a kid with let alone like kiss. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, you know, I'm here in La La Land, you know, manifesting and law of attraction. And I'm all for that. Except one day I looked in the mirror and I'm like, I should make an appointment. So the catalyst was turning 36. And I just happened to start filming Family Karma two weeks after turning 36. I didn't know I'd have this meltdown. And I froze my eggs. I made the appointment and I did it. And I'm very practical. So I kind of did it. So you see that happening on the show. But it was very lonely. It was very lonely because at the end of the day, you're on your own. Like I didn't have anyone with me during the experience. You know, I didn't have a partner. And you also are freezing the eggs with the unknown in sight. I don't know if I'm going to use them. I don't have any. It's bizarre. But I'm so glad I did it. And I went in with an attitude of gratitude, which is always very important that thank God I can do this. You know, 20 years ago, too bad. You just kept it moving. I just have so much respect for I mean, everybody's going to make their own choices. Absolutely. But I Mm -hmm. love that you did it on your own. And who knows what happens? But uh, who knows? That's the realistic answer. That's the realistic answer I'm giving people. Like, who knows? Like, I can sit here right now and tell you, yeah, I have all these things, you know, on my vision board. And, you know, I'm working towards those things. But truly, who knows what's going to happen, you know? And I also like to tell whoever's listening, if you're considering this, if you can go on a vacation, if you can buy a purse, you can freeze your eggs. People are telling me, oh, it's expensive. There's payment plans. Like, I urge women to do this because you don't want to have any regrets. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually find right now with like TikTok and like just social media in general, there's a lot of destigmatizing going on. Like I know a lot of people who have documented their entire journeys. And I know two girlfriends who are single who didn't have partners just like you. And they did it recently. And they were just like, oh, I'm so glad I did it. It's like an insurance policy for my future, whether I want to use those or not. It's in my, you know, I've empowered myself with that future decision kind of thing, even though they totally agree with you too. Like it's, you're still, it's intense, right? Like you're getting the hormones. You're not sure how you're going to feel and you could feel, you know, really empowered, but it could also, like you said, there's experience some loneliness around it too. It is a totally different thing when you're doing it by yourself versus having a partner or a husband. So I think these are all great things to, to put out there. And especially like you said, in, in your community, it's really not talked about openly, right? And in many communities, because so many people were telling me, oh, you know, I'm so glad you spoke about this because I'm doing it. And my family didn't want me to tell people. And a lot of my friends, believe it or not, told me after that, oh, yeah, we had IVF. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Close friends. You know, there's people just don't want to, you know, do things that sound different, right? Everyone wants to fit in. And, you know, we are a beauty podcast, so we have to ask these questions too. And this is something I feel like nobody really talks about was how did the hormonal changes with the, with freezing your eggs impact your skin? Or like some people are like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to grow facial hair if I like start messing with my hormones, like just simple things like that. Did you notice anything? So I'm Indian. So I was born with a beard. Like (laughs) it is what it is. Facial hair is like a part of life. Having said that, with, you know, these hormones, I was getting acne and you're filming and, you know, I had my little glow up. And so there's some scenes, you know, I'll have a huge zit right where you don't want it to be. And, you know, those really big ones where it doesn't matter what you do. It's there. And there's a scab at the end, like saying hello. Like I had those. (laughs) And so it is what it is. Having said all that, everything happened for me in overdrive. After. So during the shots, during the process, I was getting the pimples, one or two big ones. But after the retrieval, that's kind of when like everything happened. Like I was bloated. My skin was awful. Like I felt probably what it feels like to be pregnant. That's what I felt. Mm. And my skin, I had acne. So it wasn't fun after. But during, I was Mm -hmm. a-okay. And then how long yeah. did it take to sort of get everything leveled out again? Two yeah. months. It took two, two months. months to just get yeah. back to yeah. where I was physically and my skin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It's a process. I mean, worth it though, right? I have no regrets. In fact, I was telling my friend yesterday, you know, it is like fifteen to $20,000. I said, I would like to do it again. You know, just in case I have 11, but you never know. Okay. I would like to do do another round. I see. Yeah. I have friends that have done three rounds. Wow. Wow. Because, you know, once what people don't tell you either is that once you freeze the eggs, then you want to use them. They genetically test them and they go through all these, you know, procedures and they might not all make it. Yeah. And then if they have to like unfreeze and then, yeah, if you put it with some of them don't make. Yes. Yeah. They don't make the thawing process and then they Mm. don't make the genetic testing. And so it's good to have a few, you know, a a good. Yeah. Is that what they recommend? Three rounds? Like, no, everyone's body is different. So, for example, 
I also want to tell people listening, just because your hormone levels are above average or even normal for your age, you're not guaranteed like a thousand eggs. Okay. Like ideally they like to retrieve 15. So Mm -hmm. for me, my hormone levels were above normal, but then I only got 11 eggs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you need to go actually do it because a lot of people will go get the test, see that their hormone levels are fine and then not freeze their eggs. Right. Good point. Like, thanks, but I'm good. You yeah. don't know until you actually go through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is wow. also what helpful. a massive investment. That's incredible. But if you know that you really want it, yeah, it's a great investment. You're buying time. You're buying peace mm-hmm. of mind. You're, it's a lot of it's lo- a lot more than just the actual eggs. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This episode is brought to you in part by Cetaphil. Hello, hello. So I've talked to you guys many times about my red skin predicament. She's angry. She's not so happy about all the products I test all the time and the way I move through them so fast. So every once in a while, I just need to like chill out and use something super gentle that's not going to irritate my skin. I often think of Cetaphil, which is usually in our shower anyway, because my husband has been using it. I mean, since before we met. Because I know from years of interviewing dermatologists that they're almost always going to recommend Cetaphil if you've got any sort of skin issue. We recently interviewed one of their partner dermatologists all about sensitive skin's causes and symptoms and solutions. And she basically broke it down for us. There are five signs of skin sensitivity, weakened skin barrier, irritation, roughness, tightness, and dryness. So if you have all of those, you know your face needs a little extra TLC, maybe a little backing off of, you know, all the acids and all that. And we know how our listeners love a steal. Can't beat Cetaphil for the prices, that's for sure. Cetaphil has been caring for sensitive skin for nearly 75 years and has been trusted by dermatologists for decades. As part of their ongoing commitment to science-backed skincare, Cetaphil recently revealed new formulations for five of their most beloved products, including the Gentle Skin Cleanser, to better meet the needs of even the most sensitive skin. So check them out. Visit Cetaphil.com. That's C-T-A-P-H-I-L.com for more information. Or check out Cetaphil's Instagram and Facebook at Cetaphil US. And now back to today's guest. We want to chat more specifically with you about your routine. Before we get into your skincare secrets, is it true that you used to go, your dermatologist was the late, great Dr. Brandt? Yes. And so I'm so glad I'm on this podcast because I am obsessed with skin. (laughs) I'm obsessed with skin. Right place. I'm addicted to skin and I am that person that will fawn over someone, anybody with good skin. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, the way my mother raised us as well. Like we come from a family with acne. So you always want perfect skin when you have acne. And it's in our case, it's just genetic. My dad has acne and, you know, cystic acne. I'm talking, you know, like Mm -hmm. where you have the whole the the scars. So Mm -hmm. my mom has that. My uncle has that. My sister, me and my brother have scarring and we've we will put our entire paycheck into our skin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm finally in a place now where I'm very happy with my skin. And yes, I 
still go to his practice, but oh, he's wow. no longer there. Wow. But yes, I and he has both in Miami and New York, so it works perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. But yes, I did go to Dr. Brent. How did you hear that? I listened to your podcast with your sister. Oh, yes. Our glow ups. Yeah, I'm all for Botox, skincare, and all for spending as much money as possible on your skin and on your health. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. what did was he because he was such a pioneer at the time. Like, were you young when you went to see him or? I was he, in my 20s. You, OK, I went to him throughout my 20s when I lived in New York full time and he was amazing. And he actually, you know, I don't like being in the sun. I don't like being outside. And he was like, I hate it as well. And you don't need to be out there. <laughs> he's like, you know what he told me? He's like the sun, honey. He's like, honey, the sun is the devil. Mm-hmm. It's true. So. I think everybody listening will want to know because what you just explained is you essentially went on a skin journey and you transformed your skin. So people definitely will want to know what worked. So what has been working for you like in office? Is it lasers or, you know, what's the big game changer? And then what about at home? So I will say also for me personally, like, yes, diet helps, but I have like genetic acne. I don't know if I'm making that that up. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if I'm clean or drinking. I drink a gallon of water a day. I have I have friends that are smokers that have skin that looks like a baby's butt. Like it's it is what it is, you know? Yeah. So I've had it most of my life since I was, you know, 13. I started getting acne. I'm in a good place now. I've been using retinol since I was 15. I will say that. What kind? Like prescribed Retin-A or? Tretinoin 0.1%. Mm-hmm. I do use that my whole life, 15 to, to every night. Mm-hmm. And you don't dry out. You don't dry I out? I do. I do. I'm always peeling, but I use, you know, moisturizers, oils mm-hmm. heavily. Okay. And like Vaseline too some days when it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do not go out in the sun. I don't go out in the sun. Right now, I'm loving SkinCeuticals. They're not paying me. I wish mm-hmm. they were. They're not <laughs> paying two, me. But that I makes do... two of us. I love it yeah. so much. And they're not paying me either. either. Yeah. <laughs> they should sponsor this whole pod. But anyway. Exactly. For sure. I love their Ferulic. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Their Ferulic Serum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The vitamin C. The vitamin yeah. C Serum. Yeah. I use that. I use my tretinoin. I'm using the Elemis oil. Yeah, that's a great brand. Which I actually mix into my makeup foundation so that oh. I don't peel. I okay. always put okay. drops. And if you're on a budget, I also like herbivore. Yeah. Oh, okay. Love their oils because I'm also very sensitive. Everything gives me a rash or makes my nose run or my eyes water. I wish these people were paying me. No one is paying me. I'm going to drop another brand. <laughs> I love that newish brand, Ilia. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Love their eye products, their eyeliner, their mascara, because it doesn't make mm-hmm. my eyes water or run. Have you tried their new volumizing, Ilia's new volumizing mascara? That's what I have. Yeah, yeah, I it's quite it. good. The new one. Yeah, I wasn't a, too much of a fan of their uh, foundation. It was light coverage for me, mm-hmm. but my go-to is actually, it's crazy, but it works, especially if you're going to be on TV and you want coverage because I do have melasma and pigmented mm-hmm. skin. And again, it's genetic. I'm Indian, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to have melasma most likely under my eyes and around my mouth. Mm-hmm. And so I love mixing Giorgio Armani Luminous Silk 
with mm-hmm. Mac Studio Fix foundation. Yeah. And then I pour in the oils. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful combination. I also have very dry skin. Maybe that's not for everybody, but I like right. that a lot. Skincare, I keep it simple. You know, I wash my face once a day. Mm-hmm. Just at night? Yeah, just at night. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, use masks and all that stuff. I don't do that stuff. I get facials, hydrofacials at the local doctor. You know, I do go to a doctor. You could, my mom goes to a med spa, so it's it's really up to the person. My mom likes to buy those packages. Yeah. Yep. And I get a lot of lasers. I do microneedling. I also have done Pico, which is mm-hmm. initially used for laser tattoo removal. And now they use it for like spots mm-hmm. on skin. Mm-hmm. You know, they just change the frequency. Mm-hmm. And I do... Fraxel Dual, which is not the intense Fraxel. It's like the lower version so that you're not like, okay. it's not peeling the full peel. But yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I do all of that. And I do get Botox and fillers. So I have TMJ. So I get masseter jaw Botox, which, you know, keeps my jaw, basically keeps it from growing. Isn't it funny? Like just how much maintenance we have to do for our f-ing skin. Like just... The amount of time every day and just even calling to make all those appointments and everything. It's crazy. I know. And I do love the sprays. I love switching it up. You know, facial Mm -hmm. mists. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed. Mm -hmm. I, I, I switch it up. I use, you know, different brands. I do also like, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Ole Enriksen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm yep. saying his brand right. He, I, I use think it's the, Ule. Ule. I've just learned Ule, this. Ule, yeah. Yes. I heard it's yes. not Ole, but I didn't hear which way right. to say it. <laughs> but I love, I love the banana brightening cream. I use all that stuff. I use oh. all of his products as well. That's what works for me. My mom, on the other hand, will tell you she loves La Mer. But for me, yeah. it doesn't yeah. work for me. It gives me a rash. Yeah. I'm very sensitive. So I have to be very careful with what I use. And once I find products that I like, then I kind of use them for about six months before I switch it up again. What are your thoughts on like plastic surgery? So like what have you had any treatments that have piqued your interests or considered it at all? If I had a couple hundred grand flying around, I would be a different human sitting in front of you. <laughs> I am an advocate for plastic surgery. <laughs> if you want to look natural, then you should look natural. But if I had the funding, I'd be a different person right now. I love it. I think we have that technology. If you want to mm-hmm. spend and go do that, go do it. Now, some people have an addiction, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious about some of the housewives because I noticed that they like even like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills versus New York, they'll start going to the same doctors. Like that Dr. Appa or Apa, he does all the, the teeth. The teeth guy. The teeth guy. It's like Ramona I, and Kyle have the same smile now. He's a did dentist. You know? Yes. Yes. I yes. also, have you seen Dr. Giacono's work? I mean, what yes. he did for Sonia Morgan. Like, yep. have you seen the latest picture of Kim Richards? Yes. yes. Oh my goodness. Like I want to go to whoever did that. Yeah. Dr. Jacona, he also did the Marc Jacobs facelift. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So apparently that's the man if we're going to go there one day. Yeah. If you're into it and you're for it and you want it, you should go get it. Like, for example, I know a lot of people have heard about the non-surgical Botox on the nose. 
yeah, non-surgical yep. nose job. I already got some Botox in my nose. And it, what I like to call it is preservation. I'm actually not changing my looks. I'm just freezing time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to just preserve what I look like versus it like changing. That's all I'm spending on right now is preservation. Okay. So how does the Botox work with a non-surgical nose job? So I think you can, you know, shape the nose. So right. my nose, I have a, it's not a hooked nose, but it's a nose where the point of my nose is further down than my nostrils. So my mm-hmm. nostrils are above, like they flare up. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted a little lift, you know, so you could, mm-hmm. you know, and so I got a little Botox done on the tip to get my mm-hmm. little lift. So I think you could just mold the nose with Botox and how it works in the mm-hmm. jaw. It kind of paralyzes those muscles. So if your teeth mm-hmm. grinding or your, it just stops. You just, mm-hmm. your muscles stop growing. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting because I did understand that Botox sort of stopped the muscle from moving. So then hence why you get that sort of freezing. I didn't understand how it could affect like the shape of the nose. So that's interesting because I've noticed that myself, like now that I'm over 40, I'm like, oh, there we go. The nose is growing and yes. I'm starting to notice it more in pictures and stuff. Right. Especially when during pregnancy, have you noticed my friends, you know, they're, they have a new nose and not in a good way after their child is born. Yeah. No, I noticed my feet were bigger, but not my nose. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I think you can use a combination of filler and Botox to get the shape you want. So it depends on what you need. Right. It's like sculpting almost. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. The minor tweaks everywhere. It's, it's incredible. And more and more, it really is required that these doctors become like artists, like hairdressers and that, you know, as opposed to just technicians, it's so important. And I do hope that the education, their education is like reflecting that somehow, you know, they need to take like fine art courses or something. Yeah. My dermatologist is a protege of Dr. Brandt, Dr. Chris O'Connell here in Miami and in New York, Dr. Analik. I mean, who doesn't know him? And so these people are artists, you know, before they're mm-hmm. der- dermatologists, they're artists. And I also want listeners to know, make sure whoever is injecting your filler or your Botox is either a plastic surgeon or a dermatologist, because a lot of mm-hmm. doctors may have studied radiology and then they're mm-hmm. getting into the Botox game because it's lucrative and yeah. they may not yeah. know, you mm-hmm. know, the facial muscles as well as a dermatologist. So that's just my two cents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like people always say, oh, should I do like Bergen, like, you know, Groupon? But it's like, no, guys, it's your face. Literally, if you're going to spend any money, spend it on your face. Get Olay or Vaseline, but get the good dermatologist. Absolutely. To inject your face. I know you have an auntie series on your podcast. So let's talk about auntie beauty advice. What's the best sort of skincare tip or knowledge that you've gotten? Yeah, my mom, you know, she uses a few products, but 90% of what she does is natural. And my mom's 62 and she looks Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Your mom's stunning. Yeah, she's stunning. Every morning she mixes yogurt, homemade yogurt. You can get, you know, your organic, natural, unsweetened, plain yogurt from the grocery store. Yogurt, chickpea flour, rose water and turmeric and she makes a paste 
And she puts that on her face every morning, religiously. Wow. Yeah. We need a video, a YouTube yeah. video. I'll on make this. a little tutorial or something. Yeah, that's what okay. she does. And then she also, you know, swears by oils in the hair, whether it's coconut oil, olive oil, or mustard oil in your hair. Oh, I haven't heard of mustard oil. What's mustard oil? It's, you know, the mustard. Yeah. 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 It's very good for you as well. I didn't know there's a mustard oil. I need I that no for idea. like salad dressings. Okay. <laughs> there is. Yeah. You're like salad dressing. But she also, uh, you know, makes a lot of, you know, crushed, like crushed herbs or like she puts, you know, ice on her face every morning mm. as well. Oh, you know, wow. before her makeup. So the cryo. Think, yeah. The, I've done the that. original ice roller. Yeah. Okay. She uses actual ice cubes. She doesn't have a roller or anything. She just uses ice cubes from the fridge. And, you know, before bed, she does use Vaseline. She does use Vaseline, mm-hmm. I will say. All over? All over her All face? All over her face. Yeah. yeah. It's like slugging, right? Yeah. The slugging trend. And yeah. she even uses neem, you know, leaf. The oil? Yeah. In, oil? In, she'll put it on her toothpaste. Oh, wow. For wow. white, whiter teeth. I know a lot of people use neem oil on their nails and their cuticles, but teeth, that's actually genius. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Auntie advice. Okay, we just learned a lot. We need a whole episode with your mom. <laughs> with your mom it's next so time funny. Yeah, well. she should come on because it's funny, like, I don't listen to any of this because I'm lazy, right? And right. every morning she's like, please put some on your face. And I'm like, no, then I have to wash it out. And, you know, it's like, I'm just lazy. But I'm literally living with, like, someone that's doing all of this stuff and is has proven that it works. Oh, this is cute. And water. Okay. Oh, good. Water is key. Well, we can't close it out without asking you since your podcast is called Currently Cringing. So when it comes to beauty or otherwise, what is making you cringe currently? Okay. I think it's just because I can't do it because I don't have enough hair. But I cringe when I see the eyebrows that are combed upward. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves that. I think that's just me being jealous that it doesn't work for me because I don't have enough hair to do that. Yeah. And then, oh, celebrity makeup brands. Oh. And I okay. won't name names. I'm just, I'm like, you're not a skin specialist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You it's don't true. know it's about true. makeup. And now you're selling makeup and God knows what's in your products. Mm-hmm. This is true. Mm-hmm. Have you tried any of the Housewives beauty lines? I, I have not. But I, if I were to buy something, I would buy Rina Beauty. I think yep. she knows yeah. what's up. I think she's a beautiful woman that is aging very well with plastic surgery. She owns it. But she's stunning. Lisa Rinna yeah. is stunning. Yeah. You know, her I don't hair, care, if she's, had, hair I don't care like... if she's had the same hair for 52 years. <laughs> but yeah. now she's like switching it up. She's wearing wigs and stuff. Yeah, oh, I know. I've been noticing wow. that on the show quite a bit. So, And I do think Rihanna's brand, you know, Fenty Beauty, doing big things. I think the product is yeah. actually yeah. good. I've tried it. I love mm-hmm. her blush and her lips, mm-hmm. lipstick. Mm-hmm. So there's a few out there that, you know, are good. But for the most part, it's like you're a celebrity. So you need to come out with makeup, skincare, and tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for Taylor Swift. What is she waiting for? And Beyonce, come on. I don't know. But, you know, maybe it's around the corner. Mm -hmm. Crystal ball thinking. 
Okay. Right, well, well, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. This is awesome. For everyone listening, we'll link to all of the products that Anisha recommended on our blog for this episode at breakingbeautypodcast.com. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. 